practice reconnecting yourself to your body, because、mm. your body will keep the score of how you previously felt in the past. So your past experiences, you may have processed, you may not have processed them properly,、mm-hmm. right? That's why they're stuck inside your body. And it's so important to be able to reprogram your mind and reconnect to your body to actually feel confident inside、mm. your skin. Hello and welcome to It's a Journey podcast. How are you healing today? Your host Stephanie Naidu welcomes guests from different parts of the globe with professional expertise in health and holistic wellness. Holistic means physical, emotional, social, and spiritual well-being. So, what do all of our guests have in common? It's their dedication to help us with our healing journey and personal development. Let's dive into this new episode with our special guest and explore the answers in order to continue our personal journey's exploration towards healing and self-love. Sophie Liang is a certified integrated trauma-informed positive psychology coach, hypnotherapist, EFT practitioner, brand spotting therapist, and Reiki practitioner. She is also the founder of Sophie Liang Co. and the Thriving Woman's Way, where she helps ambitious women to overcome anxiety and feeling overwhelmed and empower them to own their self-worth, voice, and authentic power to live a successful life. Since young, Sophie always knew she wanted to serve people. She spent nearly a decade in relationship management, human resources, and recruitment in multinationals such as Citibank and HSBC, where she helped others. However, Sophie felt unfulfilled and disconnected from herself, so she took herself through the process she now takes her clients through to reconnect to herself and her true purpose. Sophie is incredibly passionate about serving and healing others, both individuals and in corporates, in her own practice using different modalities. A signature system is called Core Confidence Unlocking. In this 17th episode, I will be talking to Sophie about confidence and women. Our topic today is increase your confidence, step into your power. Hello, Sophie.、Um, I would like to welcome you.、Uh, welcome to my podcast. It's a journey. It's such a pleasure to have you today. Hi, Stephanie. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be with you to talk about, you know,、um, alternative healing methods, and、uh, I'm really excited to share my work and to talk about this. Topic that I'm very passionate about. <laughs> Fantastic. So、um, you have a very interesting profile. You are the crossroad between a coach and a practitioner.、Um, could you tell us how you became you became a woman's core confidence coach, please? Yeah. So I was on my own personal journey. So. Um, discovering myself, and it's actually been five years or so since、um, my eyes were were truly wide open to to see what I was creating in 
in other people's lives. And that is at work or in my relationships and at home. And in particular, there was one relationship that um, had actually broken yeah, and we actually broke up and um, it really was um, it, a trigger to my own personal journey. And so for a lot of the years of my life, I um, was trying to discover um, myself and trying to survive and protect, um, you know, uh, protect myself from danger um from the past experiences of moving from country to country as an expat kid going to boarding school at 11 years old and carrying you know within my body the generational trauma which was passed down to me and so for a lot of my life i was um exploring outside of myself to feel a sense of calm in my nervous system but as the saying goes, the answer lies within us, right? Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, I was a banker before in my journey, you know, uh, when I started my career, I was always very driven in, um, in helping others, but it really turned out to be a personal journey for me to um, explore my inner world and go deeper into understanding myself and my behavioral patterns. And then through this personal journey, um, you know, I then got to discover that my true passion was really in this work. And so when it comes to confidence, it was always something that I struggled with. And um, yeah, to own my worth and my power, it was always externalizing everything, you know, from finding um, external things to fill in the emptiness and the, the lack of uh, confidence within. And that's why I um, went on this journey. But um, and, and from being in the banking world to now, um, you know, I ended up, um, you know, discovering myself and also being able to learn that actually I want to help people, um, especially in particular women, um, in their confidence. Um, and that was a natural progression because actually the first intention was really to help myself, um, you know, um, but then through the whole journey, then a lot of women started to come to me to think, to ask about, you know, um, what am I doing? Because I, I was really a very shy, you know, person that had performed well, but at the same time struggled with within my inner voices and stuff. And then they saw that I was, um, sh I was showing up differently. And so that's why a lot of women started to come to me.
Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's how I became a women's core confidence coach. Mm -hmm. And um, it's been quite a journey because there's um, a lot of ups and downs, but I'm truly grateful for where it has, you know, led me to. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've learned so much in the process of how important it is to understand your inner world and um, go deep into learning about your past experiences, how it actually um, impacts the way that you behave from your past experiences. Because we learn uh, different coping mechanisms um, through your nervous system and um, that is what happens when you know you experience a a traumatic event in the past or um, past experiences that have happened to you and so it's really a kind of unfolding and really looking at these areas of your life to uncover and rediscover who you are and um, that is what the core confidence is yeah hmm, okay very good um and I, I i when i while i'm listening to you i i hear like a lot of like awareness that you've built it sounds like uh along the years right um through your personal journey yes yes it mm. is um a lot about self-awareness um mm. and it's understanding why you are uh reacting in a way uh or responding to your environment or to to other people in a way that um you know may not be the way that you would respond if mm-hmm. that makes sense yeah um so i'll give you an example in in my it, i i will use myself as an example sure. just for ease so in in my past, you know, I um, would want to create a lot of uh, uh, drama. I was very attracted to, you know, creating drama. And um, so, for example, you know, in my relationships, um, I wanted that excitement because I wanted the attention, you know, in the past. And that's the past version of me, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and that is because, you know, it all stems from the past experiences that I have experienced as a young, younger self, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's, um, that's why it's so important to understand why you are reacting the way and you're very responding to the way that you are towards mm. your environment and to others. Because actually, um, the question is, is that serving you and others, right, to the best um, for the both parties, right? Um, and actually, if I had asked myself those questions when I wasn't, um, well, I wasn't self-aware first and foremost because I was very disconnected. But um, if I had asked those questions to myself back then, 
um, many, many years ago, then uh, obviously the question, the answer would be no, it doesn't work that way. And then the second question is, why am I reacting this way? Mm. And then finding the root cause of why I am reacting that way. And that's why self-awareness is so, so, so important. I cannot emphasize how important it is to be aware of how you are feeling inside the emotions inside your body and the way that you are responding and the way that you're acting out mm. in the world because we are all connected in this world and one thing that we do will impact another and so yeah if you want to create some a loving and supportive uh, environment in the world then the number one thing and to do is to be responsible for your actions and responsible for your understanding yourself mm -hmm. yeah. and so during during the session that we had together and i know that um through your work your one of your uh, key pillars in, is science and so yes. you explain a lot of things you know Thanks to science. So can you tell me like how the science supports your work? Yeah, so it is actually really uh, fascinating to me because science is so important to understand. It's so interesting because we are not taught this in schools, the basics of our body, the way that we respond to an environment, right? is yeah. it it changes the way that our bodies react so the basics of it is that i teach people about their nervous system how does that uh work inside your body because when you understand your nervous system you understand that we are we are mammals we are mammals and we respond in a way that mammals respond it's fight flight and freeze and then you've got the ventral vagal um, which is basically when you are feeling at the calmest state cool as a cucumber right and it's really important to understand your nervous system because you need to know where you are at in at the levels of where you are at um, in the levels of your nervous system. So how triggered, for example, how triggered do you feel if someone shouts at you, for mm -hmm. example, where are you at at the nervous system? Do you, either, do you respond in a way that you automatically freeze, right? Meaning to say that you are completely unresponsible uh, uh, unresponsive sorry mm -hmm. um so do you respond in a way that you're unresponsive and you just completely just numb yourself or is it that you start fighting against that mm -hmm. person right when someone gets angry at you um, it's really interesting to know where you are at so that you have a strategy in 
how you are going to shift out of this because the I'm not saying that um you have to be in the cool as a cucumber mode all the time that's pretty much impossible mm-hmm. but um the aim of the game is to respond to your environment calmly and not react against someone else's triggers mm-hmm. right and so that's where the science comes in but most importantly right we need to understand our brains our brain science and the reason why it's so important to understand is because a lot of things that happen to us the way we respond is actually involuntary mm. meaning to say that our brains actually changes if we have experienced a, a traumatic event in the past and when i say trauma okay please don't um you know it's it's a big word right yeah. but um just think of it as when you are a child for example you just it's in any scenario that you didn't feel safe inside your body yeah and so it can the, be little little traumas like yeah 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 little I so mean, yeah exactly mm. it it it's it can be as li- a, a small thing that mm. consistently happened mm. Yes, there's also, you know, things like going to war and you have PTSD and stuff yeah. like that. Yes, that is trauma, but there are other things that are considered traumatic events. Mm. And so if that had happened to you on a regular basis, um then your brain actually physiologically changes, meaning to say that parts of your brain changes in size so which makes it very involuntary as well so let me um one of the things that really stood out to me when i first learned this was when you are um experiencing high anxiety or a lot of traumatic events um basically one part of your brain let's call it well it is the scientific term is the amygdala but let's call it the fire center right mm-hmm. this actually grows it's it, it grows in size and what why does it grow in size because your brain is trying to make sure that you are um you are safe and it's very intelligent because your brain is designed to actually keep you safe mm. and so that's why it grows in size so that you are able to be on high alert because it's the fire center so it's like fire fire and mm. so intelligent our brains are really well designed and then there's the other part of it where you have the hippocampus let's say let's say it's uh the um long term memory center 
So the long-term memory center actually shrinks in size. And what that means is that it tends to forget to stamp on the um, memory when that actually happens. So mm -hmm. for example, whether you actually have uh, blackouts of a memory, that's mm -hmm. what, what actually happened. Mm -hmm. So if you knew this, right? This is the science, and this is real neuroscience and neuroplasticity um, that we're talking about. But if we knew this, then we wouldn't be blaming ourselves for everything that had happened or what we did, you know, because what happens is when your you're amygdala, the fire center increases, you tend to just be on hypervigilance and it, you tend to react, overreact to certain things. And then you start to blame yourself and it's a vicious cycle of re-traumatizing yourself yeah. from the experience, right? And that's why I bring in the science mm -hmm. um, to support my work because then the client be like, Oh, okay. So that's ex that's how our brains actually work. Yeah. We're not taught this in schools. And mm. that's why I, I take it upon myself mm. um, to be responsible and to teach my clients of this education, even though, you know, it's so easy for people to come to me and think it's therapy and I'm going to just, you know, magically wave a magic wand and so that they can talk about their problems. But no, I want you to be equipped with the knowledge, mm. right? The basic knowledge so that you understand your body and why it's actually happening to you. Mm. So we are, I'm going back to uh, um, the modalities because we, I mentioned that um, at, the, at the beginning of the interview. And so you include uh, various modalities in your, in your session with your clients. Can you introduce these modalities and why did you decide to turn to these specifically? Oh, okay. Um, so there's quite a wide toolbox of modalities. And the reason why I have such a large toolbox is because everybody is different. Everybody reacts differently to different modalities. There's no one uh, solution, you know, one-stop shop for a person. And even I tell my clients that actually you know, you should try different things as well, because I want them to have the best healing uh, journey for themselves, you know, and I can't do everything. Let's be real about that. <laughs> um, and so when it comes to the modalities, um, I am always consistently learning, but um, the ones that I I incorporate is basically to do with root cause resolution and symptom management. So the root cause resolution is really about your younger self and um, really finding the root cause of um, 
why you are feeling the way you are or why you are being triggered or reacting and responding to your environment or to a person in a certain way, right? And so the root cause actually goes all the way back to your childhood. Everything mm-hmm. stems from your childhood. Most cases, in most cases, it is. The, and so um, I use um, somatic belief reprogramming, which is a stem to inner child work, mm-hmm. right? And um, also I do hypnotherapy. So hypnotherapy and um, somatic belief reprogramming is very much about going deep into your subconscious mind and to be able to rewire the, uh, the way that your younger self has perceived a certain event and has not been reprogrammed in your brain Mm. so i'll explain a little bit more about that because it's a bit it's it might be a bit much for the audience uh, to to depending on where they are at at their self-awareness journey yeah right so um when we are younger we are pure and innocent right and um you know, certain things happen to us, right? Um, as we grow from 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 being born to now, right? And so when we are younger, certain events actually happen to us. And especially as children, we do not have a, a way to defend ourselves or protect ourselves, right? we need to create certain um, coping mechanisms, right? And so as as we grow and there's an event that actually happened and you, as a baby or as a kid, you felt that uh, you weren't safe inside your body, that is considered a traumatic event. And that actually, is stored inside your brain in your subconscious mm. brain and it doesn't get updated so that's why uh you know as an adult you know that uh you're you are a safe person you in general you're not in danger so that's why in hypnotherapy or somatic reprogramming, um, belief reprogramming, it's so important that you go back and address the belief and the perception of which your younger self had created in your brain that is now considered a, a, a coping mechanism or what I like to call it is a protector part something that protected you when you were younger, but you no longer need it, right? And so those are the root cause resolution um, uh, solutions that I have, you know, in my toolbox, and there's a lot more to Mm -hmm. it. 
Um, I do emotional freedom technique. That mm-hmm. is the symptom management um, solutions because emotional freedom technique is a very powerful tool that actually accesses your your mind to reprogram and um, to release the energy in between the sessions. I think that is really powerful. Mm-hmm. Um and it's a powerful tool that you can use anytime and anywhere. Guided meditations are very, very powerful. And I also love to use um, quantum physics as well. Um, that quantum meditations are very powerful. So when you use quantum um, physics and uh, in the meditation realm, um basically it is um going outside of your body because then it will really help you to create the life that you want mm. basically you know law of attraction manifestation those kind of things that you can bring in and create uh the create the life you always wanted mm-hmm. um so that um those kind of meditations really help um my clients to develop their future self as well because you're really tapping into the um tapping into the emotions of how it actually feels when um you are visualizing um your actual future into the present moment and um, really reenacting it inside your mind because your mind does not know the difference between imagination or reality. So that part, I find it really fascinating. And that's why you can actually reprogram in your brain through that way. And um, there's quite a bit, you know, I've got positive psychology um, interventions. So those are really about habit stacking and being able to incorporate self-care modalities and uh, methods um, and to really build upon um, a, a, well, a toolbox for your well-being, right? Are you taking care of yourself? It's really the basics, you know? Mm -hmm. Are you having enough movement in your life? You know, Um, relationships are really important. Human connection, I cannot emphasize the importance of human connection and intimacy. When I say intimacy, I remember I told you, Stephanie, not that way, but um, what I mean is being intimate with someone is just being open and being completely you and connecting on a deeper level. I think mm. that is really important. So that's why I use positive psychology intervention um, solutions for my clients as well. And I do have polyvagal theory, um, which is basically about the nervous system and the brain science as well and other things. Um, in particular, I use in 
um, internal family systems as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. So um, IFS, as I will call it, um, is a very powerful method to really help you with discovering your your voices in your head. And when I say voices, um, you know, a lot of people will be like, am I crazy? No, mm -hmm. um, it's not that you're crazy. Everybody has their voices in their heads telling them that you're not good enough or you are mm -hmm. um, not worthy or, you know, you sh should be doing better. You know, it, all the guilt and the shame of the the these voices telling you how how dare you do that, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Um, you can do better. Those kind of voices, everybody has those to a certain degree. It just depends on the way that they were brought up and how yeah. they were able to cope. And so when we come to, uh, we, when we're talking about IFS, what we're doing is identifying these voices that you've actually created to defend yourself and to protect yourself when you were younger and to be able to learn how to manage with them. I'm not saying that they will completely disappear. Um, they will come in different forms after a while, but it, you get better with your self-awareness when you start um, your journey. And that's why I feel that IFS is a very, very powerful modality. And, and all these modalities that I have um, have in my toolbox, I forgot about one, which is brain spotting therapy. Mm -hmm. Brain spotting therapy is similar to EMDR. And um, EMDR stands for emotional, uh, sorry, eye motion uh, desensitized desensitization um and so this uh therapy is really powerful because it accesses also um your past memories and really connects yourself to the body right um a lot of times we are so disconnected to our bodies because we are only taught to think right? Mm. We're not taught about the emotions. We're not taught about the feelings. Mm. And so, and also our heart, right? Our heart is so deeply important. And so it's so important to actually reconnect ourselves to our bodies and to our bodily sensations and to really sit with it. And so that's why I connect and use the brain spotting therapy to help you heal. Um, in one of my own personal sessions, I only use myself as an example because confidentiality, etc. Um, but I want to give some examples. For me, I realize, you know, um, just through one brain spotting therapy that actually I had completely forgotten that I was once a confident girl and I, uh, and it sounds very simple, but it was very, very powerful for me mm. to realize that. And um, so, yes, um, and I remember distinctly one particular memory that showed up for me. 
um, when I was uh, a little girl and um, I actually stood up on stage and with no fear whatsoever. And so it's really using all these modalities to one, understand your your brain and your nervous system using science, but also it is a spiritual, it is spiritual mm. in a sense. Um, but I, I'm, you know, if people aren't into the woo, it's not woo per se, you know, um, I don't go so deep into the woo. It's really just understanding the basics of, you know, like being a spiritual person and being spiritual is really about your learning from your experiences and to grow as an individual to the higher, higher self being the mm. best version of yourself, mm. right? And then it's also connecting yourself to your body, to your emotions, to understand what is going on when you are disconnected to your body, you can't feel anything. And actually that is the basics of being human and to that is the reason why we are living. We are living and we are experiencing a human experience just because of that. To feel, to connect with other people. And that is the importance of your emotions and your feelings. But a lot of people tend to numb them out and function from the brain and that's it, right? Mm -hmm. But it's brain but yeah it's you know they say mind body soul right so it's mind body soul and heart mm -hmm. as well for in my opinion mm -hmm. so yeah um that's basically you know all these uh modalities that i decided to put into my toolbox yeah. um i do yeah i do breath work as well but um i'm I wouldn't say that I'm I'm certified or trained in it, but it's something that I very much would love to do. But one step at a time, you know. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So that that's a big toolbox that you have there, Sophie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, so you you mentioned um, at the beginning of this interview, so mo that most of your clients are women. And um, I I know you define them as uh, overthinkers, overachievers, and perfectionists. What are the most common problems with these individuals? Like, what are the most um, problems they are struggling with? And um, how does it typically show up in their behaviors? Yeah, so um, the women that come to me, they mm -hmm. generally are highly successful, but they feel completely disconnected mm -hmm. with themselves disconnected to their environment or disconnected to um, their emotions and that's what they're really struggling with in terms of like career sometimes they're doing really well but then you know in terms of relationships you know they can they feel that they can do better 
And so, for example, you know, within their love life, for example, um, or even the relationships with their colleagues or their their bosses, Mm -hmm. those are the things that they struggle with the most. Um, And even with family. So it's really very interrelational, um, Mm -hmm. relational uh, mastery that they're looking for, Mm -hmm. right? Um, that they tend to struggle with. So, for example, uh, some of my clients, they have, um, uh, they tend to um, be doing really well, but then they feel that there's something missing in their love life, for example, or they have a partner, but it's not doing so well. Um, mm-hmm. And those are the typical uh, behaviors that I sh- I see. Um, they are very hard on themselves, very hard. Um, they tend to, uh, you know, want everything to be perfect. They have high expectations of themselves and of others as well. Mm. So yeah, um, that's where the the relationship conflicts start, you know? Mm. Um, yeah, so mm. that's basically what they come to me for. Mm. Yeah. Okay, and I mean, women, have, they have many responsibilities they are juggling with on, the, on a daily basis. And as a former um, HR professional, do you think uh, anxiety and feeling overwhelmed is more common amongst women because they have uh, to work harder to achieve um, their professional goals? Or do you think the answer is in uh, in, in science? Yeah, so um, it is um, is more common for women to uh, feel more anxious and overwhelmed um, because um, scientifically they are found to be twice as likely to feel stress based on um, the way that our bodies have been designed but also because of the certain expectations of what what previously a role of a woman uh, was perceived as. So in our past, um, we were um, we were known as the the nurturers, right? Yeah, um, the being able to take care of the children um, at home. And so um, there are a lot more expectations, as you said, like in terms of um, many responsibilities juggling um, uh, on a daily basis. Um, So the way that we handle anxiety and overwhelm uh, is very different to the way that a man would um, perceive and experience anxiety and overwhelm as well. So yes, I mean, it is scientifically proven um, that a woman would have, is more likely to have um, stress, anxiety and overwhelm. Mm, Yeah. 
Okay. And and how, for example, with the your um work with your clients, um, is it something that you see? Um, because you say that um, you know, with um um these women that are very uh, confident in their in their work. So how how do they feel anxiety? How does it show up for them, for your clients, based on what you have seen? Actually, um, they come across very confident, but inside they are not confident. Mm -hmm. And um, what this, um, yeah, so in terms of um, the actual term for it is they are um, high, high performing or high. Um, I, I would say they would they are high performing achievers, mm -hmm. right? But um, they they tend to be um, deeply uh, feeling from a lack rather than fully confident, right? So I. Um, just to explain what I mean is um, when a person, when they, my clients come to me, they, they are achieving really well, but it's because they are overdoing it, right? Oh, I see. I see. So this is like, is this based on the, um, some like um, anxiety that they over, they overdo? Is it, is it? Yeah. Yes. Okay. okay so okay. it's actually coming. What, what the actual term is, is high functioning anxiety. Okay. Right. Meaning to say that they are high functioning, but they are very anxious inside. So, um, I can give you an example, right. Of what a high functioning anxious person would, um would experience so on the surface they come across as detail oriented right mm -hmm. but what they are really experiencing is they are overthinking right mm -hmm. um rather than being detail oriented they're just like oh what if this and that and that's where the perfectionism comes from and for example, people will see that they're outgoing, they're, you know, they're really helpful, um, you know, they want to um, be part of everything, but what they are experiencing, they are really experiencing people-pleasing, mm -hmm. right? So uh, there's a two sides of a coin sure. here. So, you know, they come across super helpful, but actually they might have lack of boundaries, you know, um, trouble saying no, um, trouble to slow down. Um, a lot of the people that come to me, they're hardworking. They come across as hardworking. But what it is, is that they have a fear of failure. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's anxiety, right? High functioning anxiety. So that's why they perform so well at work sometimes. Like I have one client, she's doing so well at her, her uh, current organization. But, and um, 
but then, you know, she ends up being burnt out, right? And when you're being burnt out, it's not healthy and uh, it's impacting her health. And um, yeah, and when she tends to overwork, she doesn't have any other life outside of her, her, her work. Mm. So wh where is the love life? I mean, not that a love life is imp is a necessary thing, by the way. I'm just, it's a question, um, generic question. And okay, where are your friends, for example? Yeah. Do you have hobbies? Um, those mm. kind of questions. Other than that, it's like, okay, what is the meaning of uh, of of your life, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that's why they tend to come to me. So I, I would like to revisit um, our, the session that we uh, did together. And during this uh, time, I share one difficult uh, family situation that um, with you, and then you you guide me um, through. And during this time together, um, I realized that what I experienced impacted me uh, deeper than I than I thought. So what is a simple technique to identify when uh, something is really wrong and we need to give it attention rather than, oh, we can just ignore it and, you know, let it go and just like, you know, keep going? Yeah, I think that it is um, a very good question to ask because a lot of people will just keep on going. Mm -hmm. um, until it builds up and then it becomes a huge problem. Um, and that's why it's so important to uh, know how you respond to an environment and to know your nervous system, right? So um, the simple technique I would teach my uh my clients is basically to understand their nervous system. So to really ask yourself, okay, so this happened. How am I feeling really? At what level of, uh, am, am I in my nervous system? So just a brief education. There's cool as a cucumber. There's fight or flight. And then there's freeze, which is really when you are on shutdown, right? And so to be able to understand where you are, then you'll be able to know the severity of it, mm -hmm. um, to know that, oh, okay, um, this is where I am. Maybe you're at uh, fight or flight which is basically where you're on edge or you want to fight someone or you want to run away from the problem, right? Notice those sensations. Notice how you are feeling inside your body and what that makes you feel inside. What are the emotions that are coming up for you? And it's really taking a pause to really feel inside your body. Mm. And it takes time and practice sure. um, to pay attention, right? 
rather than keep keep on going. And when you are able to notice those sensations, right, that's the first step. The second step is to really ask yourself, okay, why am I feeling this way? Where is it coming from? Right? Is it coming from a past memory, past experience that I experienced? Is it something that I can do deal with it on my own? Do I need external help, etc.? And that is uh, the simple technique that I can uh, share with you to identify when something is really wrong. Mm, um, okay. Yeah, that is just the baby step um, because a lot of times what happens is when you're at the beginning of the journey, you just leave it till it just explodes and then you know something is wrong right absolutely <laughs> until you can you cannot take it take uh take it anymore you know yeah. this behavior and then you start looking into it absolutely i've, I've done that <laughs> yeah um so now i would like to um look uh specifically into one aspect of uh what you do uh, what you offer, and that is the uh, core confidence unlocking. So can you tell me about uh, this um, program, please? Yeah, so core confidence unlocking is uh, one of my uh, signature uh, processes that I take my clients through. And the reason why I termed it as core confidence unlocking is because when you are born, you're born confident and that's the core of you. You are born to, to lead yourself, right? It's coming from self-leadership. And you are, when you're born, you're born curious, you're born innocent, you are born fearless, right? Creative, so many um, positive things. You're not living in fear per se. Um, and, uh, that is who you are really, um, with your lived experience, of course, because going back to that core confident self, right? And so through the journey of, um, the various modalities that I shared with you, um, I take you on a journey and um to unlock your core confidence right mm. and it's really a, a journey of understanding yourself who your authentic self is understanding why you reacted the way you did understanding your behavioral patterns um and shifting that as mm. well to 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 your authentic self that's mm -hmm. what it really is the program is really coming back home to yourself and that's what it really is about mm -hmm. using different techniques and modalities yeah i can have all the modalities i i want but it's essentially is core confidence unlocking is really about that mm -hmm. it's about um kind of polishing the diamond that's underneath the the stuff that actually the dirt that actually you've accumulated over mm. the years 
mm. and making it all shiny again. Mm. So talking about the, the confidence, you, you share with me that um, something that comes uh, back often with the, the conversations you have with the people is that they think that um, they know they are confident, but they don't understand um, um, how, how come they don't feel confident and they feel like an imposter. Yeah, so um, that's one of the things that a lot of my clients um, experience, right? They feel like an imposter, but even though they uh, they don't, um, they they logically know, right? So there's a difference between your your logic and the the way that your body feels, mm -hmm. right? The the emotions. Right. Um, so you can know that, oh, yeah, I'm actually confident, but you don't feel it inside your body. And so that's why it's so important to do this work, because it's reconnecting yourself to your body because hmm. your body will keep the score of how you previously felt in the past. So your past experiences you may have processed, you may not have processed them properly, mm -hmm. right? That's why they're stuck inside your body. And it's so important to be able to reprogram your mind and reconnect to your body to actually feel confident inside mm -hmm. your skin. Now, um, it does take practice, but, you know, the the term as fake it till you make it yeah. only works so far because your mental capacity can only go so far. Mm. It is actually proven um, that your heart space, um, if we're talking about electromagnetic waves, is so much more, I think it's like 100 times or so uh, more powerful than your brain. Mm. And so the work is coming back to your heart space. The work is coming back to your body, connecting to your emotions and your feelings and sensations so that you feel confident again. Mm. Mm, okay. So we are reaching the um, the end of this interview, and then I have a last question for you, uh, which is about your um, daily practice. Um, do you have one, and can you share it with us? Or if you don't have one, you can also share. <laughs> yeah, so I tend to wake up at 5 a.m. every morning, and um, what I will do is I will do my daily meditation. Mm -hmm. And this is something very um, sacred to me because I really need to um, feel grounded inside my body. So mm -hmm. what that when I say grounded, some people may not understand what that means. I know that in the past I was like, what does that mean? Um, it takes practice, but it just means that you feel connected and safe inside your body right and at peace and so having this practice really connects myself to the body 
to my body and having spiritual practices also helps as well. Um, I realized that um, now I'm, I'm not religious, but I realized that spirituality is very important to believe that there is something beyond the human day to day is really important to me. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the daily uh, practices that I have. Um, the other one is to exercise, you know, to have movement. It doesn't have to be intense. Just mm-hmm. move your body. Yeah. And, and how do you do that? Do you do that, for example? Do you, do you like exercise or, or like, um, or is it maybe more like gentle, more gentle like yoga? Or how is it for you? Or going to sometimes I have one guest, she said that she likes to go to the beach for a walk. How is it? How is it? Uh, how do you do that? Yeah, I mean, any chance that I can go near nature. Okay. Uh, that is amazing mm-hmm. um i'm i live in singapore but i can take a bus down to you know the east coast beach mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then have a walk there or yeah um i will generally either uh work out in the gym but i don't really enjoy the gym i like to be outdoors mm-hmm. yeah so strolls out in the nature i like to play tennis so mm-hmm. tennis is good those who really get my body moving okay. um and that's what i like to do okay yeah. okay fantastic um so he thank you so much for your time and uh, for being with us today Um, I really enjoyed this conversation with you. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you so much, Stephanie. You can learn more about Sophie on Instagram at Sophie Lianco, on LinkedIn at Sophie Liang, and on our website, www.sophieliang.co. If you didn't have time to write everything down or if you have doubts about the spelling, no worries. All the links are listed in the description section on our YouTube channel at Ujivati. Thank you to all our listeners and see you very soon for more on healing, self-love and your personal journey. Thank you for listening and for taking time for yourself. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to our podcast Share this episode with others on social media or leave a rating and a review. To catch the latest from Ujvati, follow us on Instagram, Facebook or Twitter at Ujvati. Thanks again and see you on the next episode.